on paper, David O. Russell's Amsterdam should be everything that we at Goggler would love, right? It is a movie that is supposedly based on a true story, on one of these small, teeny tiny, obscure moments in American history that has been fictionalized and adapted into this feature film. It's got a tremendous cast. I mean, as I was watching this movie, every time someone showed up, I'd be like, whoa, he's in it. He's in it. She's in it. What's going on? Hey, Robert De Niro's here. It's got Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington leading the cast. And then suddenly you've got like cameos. I call them cameos because they're all side characters. Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, Andrea Riseborough, Taylor Swift, Rami Malek, and Robert De Niro. I mean, it's just stacked. Like, this is what the word stacked was invented to describe. Something like Favreau's chef. Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Scarlett Johansson's in it. They're not cameo appearances because they are actual characters with actual stakes and consequences in the story of John Favreau's journey throughout the movie. But they're there. Their shooting schedule must have been a day and a half to two days, right? That kind of situation. On paper, this thing sounds great. It is what we should love. Yeah. And yet, it is a very difficult movie to review because I don't love it. I don't hate it. I really enjoyed certain elements of it. But on the whole, it just kind of leaves you... A little wanting. My best description for it is that the movie falls flat. So it's not that it's a bad movie. It's not that the elements aren't there. It's not that the story they're trying to tell isn't interesting. It just feels like flat. It's borderline boring. What we try to do in our reviews is we try to review a film, one, based on its merits, but also based on what it sets out to be. So, for Mm. example, a movie like Smile, which we reviewed last week, we thought was pretty decent. It had some shortcomings with regard to pacing, but you know what? It achieved almost everything that it set out to do. Yeah. With Amsterdam, I could see what David Russell was trying to do, and it falls flat and falls short from achieving that. And I think that's where it fails. It's like there are bits in this film where you have seen it in other films, and You just go like, those films did it better. And I'm not talking about storytelling. I'm not talking about the the flow of what's happening. It's just that there are moments where you go, oh, that sequence kind of feels like what this other movie did, but that it fit in that movie and maybe doesn't quite in Amsterdam to the previous and the coming scene. A lot of it feels strange, out of place, out of pace. You know, it's strange. David O. Russell, mind you, has done some pretty great movies. Three Kings was a fantastic Iraq war movie. American Hustle was great. Silver Linings Playbook was great. And all of them, very, very different genres. And this one Mm -hmm. is too. Very different stylistically as well. Like in this movie, in Amsterdam, it feels like he's trying to channel Quentin Tarantino and a little bit of Wes Anderson. Only he doesn't quite pull it off. It feels like Tarantino Anderson light. Something that just came to me. It feels like he didn't want to make an obvious reach for those films, for those filmmakers. It's like he really likes the Wes Anderson style, but 
really doesn't want people to think he's copying Wes Anderson. It's the same with Tarantino. Like he's using he's using a Wes Anderson aesthetic, but a storytelling style that is more akin to Tarantino. Mm. And he's got his actors performing in a Wes Anderson style. They're all a little quirky and out there. Mm. Nothing about them is quite normal. But it seems to work in the setting that he's created because everyone in this world is a little weird. Except John David Washington. He played it so straight that it's weird when Rami Malek is staring into the camera talking about eyeballs. And then suddenly there is the quirky sequences with Mike Myers and Michael Shannon. It's just like, eh? And John David Washington is playing John David fucking Washington. He's serious. He's on point. He's capital A acting. But everybody else is a little loopy and loosey around him. Even the camera works a little loopy and loosey. So everything feels a little just off lockstep. I'm going to try and describe what this movie is about. So you have Christian Bale, Margot Robbie and John David Washington. And this is probably the thing I love most about the film. The three of them are in this ride-or-die friendship. Christian Bale and John David Washington run into each other during the war. They make a pact to always look out for one another. They get seriously injured. Margot Robbie is their nurse. She comes in on the pact. And from that point on, they're inseparable for a time because they find themselves in Amsterdam for reasons you will discover in the film. Christian Bale has to go back to New York. Margot Robbie disappears. All three of them later encounter each other again after Christian Bale and John David Washington get accused of murder. That's about all I'll tell you because the plot is a lot more convoluted than that because there is massive international conspiracies at play. There's MI5 and the CIA. Ugh, there's Nazis. There's generals. There's all sorts of things going on. There's the American Congress. There's yeah. There's a lot happening in this film. As we stepped out of the movie, the first thing I told you by it was, this feels like a 12-episode Netflix series that's been compressed into two and a bit hours, right? And this is probably one of those few times when I would say, I kind of wish I'd watched the Netflix version instead. It's one of those rare occasions when you would actually say that. Because in your description, there's a lot here to unpack. There's a lot of really interesting, potentially beautiful story turns and twists you can do. And to do it in a feature-length film, you leave a lot out of it. And the problem is, it seems like that was the point. It feels like David Russell wanted us to just focus on this trio and the situation they're in and the back a little bit of their history just to set it up and then move forward. But none of that feels like it actually was executed properly, satisfyingly for the audience. And I go back to something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There is a lot happening in that film. There are elements of history. There's Bruce Lee thrown in for some reason. And yet, all of it fucking works. It just kind of comes together. And it feels like in, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think the focus on the Leonardo DiCaprio character worked. Yes, Brad Pitt's in it, but Brad Pitt's just his driver. You're not really focusing on the Manson thing. He's there. That's setting up in the time period. There's the Bruce Lee thing, the, the setup between him and Brad Pitt. But the point is that the focus of it is on this fading star of Hollywood. No, no, but you see here, the focus is on the conspiracy 
And for me, the movie only started to work in the final act. Like I was I, gonna I, say, I, I yes. really loved the final act of this movie when they're at this gala and the plan is coming together, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is exciting. This is what I want to see." Meanwhile, all of the threads in the lead up to it just kind of felt a little meh. The only reason I enjoyed watching this film, and I did enjoy watching this film, was because of the three leads. Like their chemistry oh. was superb. I liked watching them on screen because it worked. Christian Bale. John David Washington, Margot Robbie, I believe they were buddies. I believe they were friends. I believe they were ride or die. And all of that worked very well. It's just that my frustration was it went nowhere. And so only in the last 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, something's happening now. The first two acts feel like filler just to get to that final bit. Because in that final 20 minutes, This whole world of a conspiracy just pops open, right? Literally, Pandora's box gets kicked off 20 minutes from the end, and you just go, "Wait, what did I just watch? Was all of that just to tell me why the movie's called Amsterdam?" It just feels like a bullshit cop out. So this is a movie that is, I think, a very hard sell in any market, not just in a Malaysian market. I think even in America, this is not the kind of thing that busts open the box office in any way. And especially during the pandemic, when we find that more and more people are making difficult decisions as to what they're going to watch in cinemas, and the one driving factor seems to be like a throwback to the '80s, where name recognition is what pulls you into the cinema. Mm. I think the studio is counting on the fact that there are so many names in this film that it's bound to pull somebody. Somebody's going to stumble into this. Yeah. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Taylor Swift's in it. Boom. Robert De Niro's in a movie. I haven't seen him in a movie in ages. Let's go watch it for Robert De Niro. I think that's yeah. what they're hoping for. It's a weird thing to recommend because it's not fantastic. It's not particularly memorable. The only thing I think you will take away from it a few great performances from Christian Bale doing his weird thing because every time Christian Bale gets weird it's great. Mm. Margot Robbie is just my god, Margot Robbie is just fucking perfect. Like you watch her on screen and you're like how is anyone's face? Like <laughs> like what is that? Like how? And yeah, I mean and all of those performances are good. Even the even the actors you're watching and you're going, "Why are you in this?" Yeah. Even them performance is good like mike myers great but why are you in this movie unfortunately it is a really weird movie not only is it a film that falls between two stools it's a film that is not quite sure which bar it's in you know yes. it's just it's 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 yeah i it's a movie that's there which is unfortunate purely because of the power behind the camera i mean david or russell should have done better with this in some ways and the names right Oof. and the names in front of it the, the the talents in front of the camera is bonkers i mean i'm not going to spoil anything but i'll be honest when when robert de niro shows up and his role in this unfurling story comes up and i'm like really is that it at the end of everything the message and theme of the movie seems a little half baked Like I believe mm. in the message of the movie. It's all about how we should be a little kinder. Like kindness is the overarching message of this film, right? Mm. But after all of this two and a bit hours and generals and Nazis and all this craziness, 
capitalist Americans trying to take advantage of the war. I mean, there's some heavy stuff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have it boil down to just, we should all be a little kinder to each other. It just feels a little, huh? Like, yeah. that's it? Yeah, it feels a little bit like a, not a cop-out, but it just feels like... Like I'm too easy lah. It's anticlimactic, huh? I think that's it. And it is very unfortunate because I was really excited about this film. I was also so excited that they were actually bringing it into Malaysia. La. I mean, yes, the chances of a movie like Amsterdam coming into Malaysia is so rare, which is why I think you should go and watch it in cinemas because it's not a terrible film. But at the same time, you will be entertained. You may leave the cinema going, why is this movie? What is this movie? Your first question was right. It's not a what is this movie. It's a why is this movie. I still think we should patronize movies like this because they're interesting experiments. But we can't wholeheartedly recommend this as something you're going to love. If anything, it is right down the middle for me. This is like a 5 out of 10. And and I agree with you. But and or that 5 is purely because of all the names and the performances in this thing. 100%. It lost five points because of poor directorial and writing decisions. Yes. The actors kind of made up for the middling material they were given or confusing material they were given. It's almost like cheating, right? You put all these names in, the, in, in, your, in your movie poster and people will go and watch it. But then they'll get annoyed when they leave the cinema. Amsterdam is showing in Malaysian cinemas from Thursday, October 6th. If you do happen to check it out, let us know what you think. You know how to reach out. GogglerMY, all of our social media feeds. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Goggler Podcast.